1: When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow.
2: Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly
1: soft materials that feel like plush clouds.
4: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today.
3: Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours, and love your nails more than ever. I would know; I've been doing it for years. Get twenty percent off your first Manny system with code Perfect Manny Twenty at AlvinJune.com/PerfectManny20. That's Perfect Manny Twenty at AlvinJune.com/PerfectManny20. The following is a presentation of the Force Center
1: podcast feed.
5: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck for another edition, a big edition of Star Wars Ranked. I am here with a guest, a big guest. It is Joseph Scrimshaw, sir. Welcome to the Star Wars Ranked we should have already have done.
2: <laughs> I'm happy to be here and to be
5: big. <laughs> you are big, sir. Uh, here's what here's what we're doing today, kids. Best Darth Vader lines. Oh, wow. We've been having a lot of fun. Leia, Palpatine, more on the way. Star Wars Ranked. We're coming up uh, on our 100th episode of Star Wars Ranked. We'll see what we got for that. But we've done a lot of weird ones. We've done a lot of fun ones. We've done... We've done things on the surface. We've gone deep into the themes and uh, we've done the things where I miss doing, uh, I might do more of the Star Wars rank uh, where we form a team, pick five characters and go uh, go out on a mission. I like all that kind of stuff. But sitting down and kind of ranking the reasons we watch Star Wars, the characters that pull us in, has been a lot of fun. And Darth Vader, definitely on the list. No doubt Darth Vader is a popular character and a love character, which is odd. And we're going to go <laughs> into that in a bit here. But I get it. I get it. Joseph, uh, we are going to induct two lines into the Hall of Fame here, the Star Wars-ranked Hall of Fame, but let's just talk about Vader overall, your feelings on the good Darth.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason that it's exciting to do the best lines, because, you know, we've done some recent stuff we've done just like best moments. And Mm -hmm. there's something about lines. Vader is a character. You can uh, talk about, you know, his great thematic journey, the difference between uh, Vader and Anakin. How much of the truth is that Anakin was entirely killed versus subsumed. All these great uh, ideas, all these great moments. Uh, Vader is, of course, this... uh, imposing great uh, unstoppable figure of the dark side he's a pop culture icon and then on top of all of that he's just shockingly quotable like Mm -hmm. some of his lines are as we're going to discuss are like incredibly powerful and meaningful some of them are just like well that's a vicious burn vader (laughs) Uh, and even more are just there's something about them that uh, i've had this experience and i assume i'm not alone that my years and years of watching the original trilogy in particular Just the rhythms and the tone of his lines are are just extremely memorable and quotable and come up in moments of your life, moments of my life uh, that I never expected them to. Uh, Like at one point when I was working at Kinko's, uh, somebody named uh, Hugh uh, got a promotion and, uh, you know, I started saying it and then my manager started saying it of Hugh. Is your master now? <laughs> not, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward line. It's meaningful in the yeah. story, but it's not like eh, that's a quotable line. There's just something about the rhythm and the power of Vader's spoken words that just really resonates with me and, and pops up in surprising ways in my life.
5: Gonna be a great discussion, yeah. Uh, quotable indeed. I, I don't know. It's like look, I love my Young Guns and Young Guns Two quotes, and I'm often quoting Billy the Kid and Outlaw. You know, it's just. I get it. And, and the love of the empire having having the cooler toys. Vader <laughs> looks cool. The cool line. Uh, James Earl Jones. It's not forget uh, to factor just uh, his um, voice is, is the way he just rolls some syllables around in his in his uh, great, uh, great voice there. All factors in uh, to the conversation here. I, I will, uh, you know, ground rules for this. We really didn't discuss it, but I think you and I kind of had the same thoughts. He is Darth Vader from the henceforth moment up until I think he takes the action uh, against the Emperor um, right then and there. You know, it, it ran about sort of way uh, the the stuff with the Sebastian Shaw, uh, you know, it's a it's a weird tweener area. He's he's Vader. He's having some thoughts as Vader, but he is returned to Anakin to me in that in that. Level, I don't. I don't think there's a great super like cutoff or needs to be a cutoff point. But I think we played around within the same ground rules, right?
2: Oh yeah, for me, this was Vader lines, not Anakin lines. I think the exact moment that he becomes Vader is a great uh, debate, great discussion, and I think we should have it sometimes. Uh, and I think the exact moment that he returns is also a fun discussion. But for me, from my take, yeah, no, I, that everything on uh, the Death Star 2 when he is asking for the helmet to be taken off. That, to me, to me, as a fan, that is Anakin Skywalker. So that was off my list of uh, possibilities.
5: Same, same. So we just want to put that out there. But all right, let's let's induct two two lines into the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. We do this every so often when we just fill discussion would discussion kind of uh, demands we have. Uh, these lines or the Millennium Falcon or Hans Blaster, some of the things we've inducted in the past. It it needs to have it, but it's just so iconic that, of course, we discuss it, we want to approach it a little different area and kind of give ourselves the room. So because of that, we're putting two lines into the Hall of Fame. We'll start with kind of the lighthearted one (laughs) first, if I will. And that is uh, 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 Impressive, Most Impressive. It's so great. It's so quotable. It can be used so many different ways outside of Star Wars in real life. And I still to this day hear it more than any other Darth Vader line, just from friends, um, you know, at a restaurant, you order a sandwich, your friends uh, look at your sandwich and say, impressive, most impressive, or for me, how fast I eat the sandwich. (laughs) So that's our first one, Joseph. Impressive, most impressive. What's your thoughts on this impressive line?
2: Yeah, I love it in the context of the movie because it's a pretty quick uh, reversal of like, y- it's, it's uh, it sets up so much that Vader is sussing out like, exactly how powerful is my son? How much of a threat yeah. to the Emperor is he really? And, it, you know, he goes fast from all too easy, perhaps you're not as strong as the Emperor thought, to like, oh, you got out of there. Impressive, most impressive. And like, so his opinion changes out loud pretty quick about his own son. <laughs> and and I
5: kinda, yeah, And I kind of think he's, He's definitely saying it to Luke, but I also think he's just kind of saying it to himself.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's kind of talking out loud. There's this weird, you know, to kind of have a sense of humor about it. It's almost like, you know, a, a dad in the in the baseball stands watching his kid do Little League. Yeah. And going, ah, well, huh, maybe he sucks. Oh, impressive. Most impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. And same thing for me. It is just I think it is it, it's interesting. It has uh, value in the story. Absolutely. But it's mm-hmm. one of those lines that there's just it's just the delivery Uh, of it that sticks in your head and and, uh, the tone of impressive then most impressive is just such a bad guy line and vader walks that line of sometimes the his perspective is really clear in its character but some of it is also just like i am a villain and i speak with authority um impressive most impressive my friends uh, back in minneapolis in particular used for just about anything but particularly our endless hours of Super Smash brothers melee. Uh <laughs> when when you killed someone as particularly in a spectacular way. Uh you know, if for people who've played that game when you've got a character who's up to like five hundred percent damage and it's ready to pop and you hit them and they just go flying, flying off the level, <laughs> then everybody would always say, Impressive. Most impressive.
5: Uh yeah. Um yeah, gosh, I've mean, had the other use I mean you could yeah. I, I, I wish I, I should just do a chart of my life every time I use it and, and and where it goes in. And um uh, do you like it when it pops back up again? Anakin says it at one point, I believe, when the Clone Wars. Right? He yeah, he either uses a version of it. Do you like the the reuse of it there? That it, thinking that it's just we all kind of have our own little personal catchphrases or or words we use a lot or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do you do you like that it's in his repertoire of, of sayings?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really delicate balance, but I do like the little things that connect Anakin and Vader clearly. I just image wise, I love any shot of Anakin where he's looking out uh, at the horizon or through a window and he's got his hands clasped behind his back, you know, and looks like oh, that's Anakin. Yeah. And, and it looks like, a, you know, a Jedi pondering something, but it's also Vader. There's something about the impressive, most impressive that does work for me that doesn't feel too on the nose of a callback.
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I think it's a fine line of course, but yeah, if it if they kept bringing it back, I you know, if it was just a, all right, all right, Anakin, we get it. You get it. You like saying it. Uh no, it works for me just layering in and connecting them there. So impressive, most impressive goes in the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. Along with the one, yes, we would have to include it here. It is uh no, I am your father. This is the line. Uh, anyone who doesn't know Darth Vader knows this line or a version of this line. <laughs> <laughs> We have to put it in. Right, sir. It's 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 the line. It's the T-shirt.
2: Yeah. Uh, Outside of May the Force Be With You, maybe the most famous Star Wars line. Right. I mean, the one of the most famous ideas, one of the most famous uh, reveals in pop culture gets quoted uh, just for that Uh, gets, you know, quoted in lists of like spoilers, you know of uh, rosebud is the sled <laughs> luke i am your father and in the in that pantheon of famous slightly misquoted movie lines of you know you know they never actually say play it again sam he doesn't say luke i am your father he says no i am your father so if yeah. nothing else we have to include it to uh really set the record straight that it's no i am your father yeah and you just kind
5: of said it the way you said it there it's it's you know, delivered so well, and and, and props to J- David Prowse playing an, an entire entirely different line, which I believe was something like "No, I killed him," or "or, or I killed Obi Obi-Wan killed him," know. I believe. That's right. Um, Prowse it, it has the gusto behind it, uh, but but James Earl Jones just it just the reading of it is is just pitch perfect. Uh, just so confident, and, and, and it is a reveal. It's a template of how to reveal key information. <laughs> key information. No, comma. Slight thoughts. I am your father. What? Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do yeah. it. The yeah.
2: The dark side doesn't say yes and the dark side says no and
5: <laughs> And you I got to think you know, Vader's he's figuring out how to, you know, he's been pursuing Luke for a while or or whoever Luke was and in the comics have gone into that now in modern canon. I think there's some great stuff in there, but um uh, I like that in my head in my head, Cannon, that Vader Vader's kinda waiting for this moment. He's been practicing this speech a little bit, like, how do I say it? How do I say it? Uh I'll tee him up and then I'll respond with no, I am your father. So <laughs> like it. in my world.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, we we he had a great talk about Obi Wan they going playing this out in his mind, and this does feel like the uh, you know, Vader's been thinking, like, well, maybe we'll just bring him to the Emperor. Maybe if he is strong enough, maybe I can turn him and we can, you know, do the old Sith tradition and get rid of the Emperor and you know, he really makes that decision and he goes for it of like, nope, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna tell you the truth. So there you go. No, I am your father in the Star Wars ranked Hall of
5: Fame. Impressive, most impressive in the Hall of Fame. They deserve their spot there. They are great Darth Vader lines. But so we are going to dig a little deeper. We each have five and scrolling here. A lot of honorable mentions, but we'll run through those <laughs> a little bit. So we're not here for seven hours, but uh, it was hard. It's hard. I mean, I just was watching every line. Luckily on YouTube, there's a lot of super cut videos. And you're like, <laughs> oh, but that? Oh, that one, oh, but that one. Oh, now I have 17 from a new hope. I got to spread it around. So here's where we're going. Let's begin five to one, uh, sir, with your number five.
2: Uh, I hate to do this, but can I throw in one more honorable mention?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, okay.
2: You know, because yeah. I just I couldn't decide where to put it if it should be uh, my number five, my number one, it should be my runner up. But I, I felt like mm-hmm. it needed to be there is a the line and that is uh, Vader's breath. So we're just OK, we're putting that one in the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that one has to be Hall of Fame to me because it, it for me, it goes up there with being as iconic as no, I am your father, uh, mm-hmm. because there's so many amazing scenes with Vader. And like, what does he say? He says, hoopah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his line. Uh, it, it yeah. So for me, it was like I, it, I it, it's it's more powerful than an honorable mention. It isn't a line, but it is a line. So I I think it needs yeah. to be in the uh, the hall of honor. I I believe I
5: believe it does. Uh, you know, just th- looking at that Revenge of the Sith moment, that uh, so beautiful with the mask coming down and the silence, and that's the first thing you hear. It's the line. It is a line. It is a way of communicating uh, what's going on, and it's a It's a stony
2: non-silence that is
5: really effective.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah, that that Afra uh, audio, that was some of the most effective parts where she would say something and you just hear the breathing like, well, that's his line. That's his answer. He's not saying anything else. Just a blank stare, but
5: instead he is the added bonus of the iron log communicated. Yeah, absolutely. Darth Vader's breath. Let's put that in the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame and honor indeed.
2: Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, sorry, I called it three things. It's a hall of fame and honor and sandwiches. You know, it's
5: all of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. Yeah,
2: It's all of it. Uh, great. All right. Well, uh, now we're going to dive in uh, with your number five. Uh, my number five is having some fun of uh, when I think he has become Vader, and it is a line from Revenge of the Sith, and mm-hmm. it is a line that just sticks with me, and it is the line: "You will try." Mm. Uh, this is of course the great standoff between obi-wan and anakin or rather darth vader uh, right before their actual fight uh, where only sith deal in absolutes uh, and obi-wan says i will do what i must which is a great uh, obi-wan line because it is he doesn't want to do this it is his absolute responsibility Uh, anakin is his brother uh, Jedi, particularly Obi Wan, he would rather be uh, having a drink than having a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is the ultimate duty of a Jedi. Of the the Sith, can't be reasoned with. They must be stopped. So he says, "I will do what I must." And right out, right out of the way, out of the box, the Vader, this little baby Sith, <laughs> starts off by being a jerk. Uh, and there's so many of Vader's lines that are snarky and jerky, and you can kind of look at them as there may be a tactic to uh, undermine uh, the opponent uh, verbally, psychologically, uh, as well as just being a cocky asshole, and it starts right away with, this is one of my my favorite lines where Hayden Christensen sounds like James Earl Jones, and it works. The pace of the delivery, and the context of it, of Obi-Wan says, I will do what I must, and you're like, you will try. It's it's just kind of a, a good subtle uh overconfident burn. Mm-hmm. Which
5: definitely keeps in line with Vader. It is and there's yeah, there's, it's it's some power. It it and, and and oddly enough, might fuel into some of this this thing we' we're definitely gonna be talking about in this episode of just like where you you find yourself cheering for Vader.
2: <laughs> Which- <laughs>
5: You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, you you, you will try, Obi-Wan. You will, you know, and even though we kind of know what happens, you know, it's a great, it's a great moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just the absolute implied, but of course you will fail is, you know, comes across great. Uh, And it is one of those lines. I don't like this line to pop in my head because it's never in a good context. If I'm doubting somebody that much, I think you will try. (laughs) You won't (laughs) succeed, though, is implied by me saying you will try. Uh, But I love it. it. It's a great Vader line before he's in the armor.
5: Yeah, no, and look, there's some great Vader moments. Marching into the temple, the the five of is is a great moment. Um, yeah, no, and, and 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 especially now you know we're doing the big Clone Wars rewatch, and you're spending a lot of time with Anakin during that time, and Matt Lanter's read on the character, and it, this this is one of those moments that I I can really almost hear Lanter saying it as well. It, it really yes. flows out of that cocksure, confident Jedi
2: that falls. It 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 it, it tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So I just love it. I had to start there at the beginning. You will try. You will try. Well, let's,
5: uh, let's roll on, but it's going to be hard for us. We will try, but we're going to do it. Uh, (laughs) number five, uh, is that's your number five. You will try. So we'll go to uh, my number five. I have to scroll past all the honorable mentions to my list. All right. We're going to the empire strikes back and, uh, You know, we're going to be talking about lines with depth, Joseph. We're going to be going into the character of Darth Vader, who he was, what he wants, his fears, his hopes, his dreams, and there's also just the cool stuff. I love when he says, regarding Admiral Ozzel, he is as clumsy as he is stupid. (laughs) Followed up by General Papaya Men for a surface attack. Uh, I am not going to sit here trying to do James Earl Jones voice throughout this. (laughs) Uh, You and I, uh, any Star Wars fan, you can slip into not just impressions, but the The attitude, you know, I love kind of capturing the attitude of Lando. I love a lot of his lines, even Carrie Fisher, uh, you know, just the uh, someone's got to save our skids. Like I I love just the (laughs) horror of these characters. This is one of this is and there was a couple other ones I almost put in this spot. And then then I came to this and I'm like, no, I have said this so many times and misquoted it, too, because I always bumble uh, Star Wars quotes. But General, prepare your men for our surface attack, and it just rolls <laughs> out of his mouth in such a memorable way, and then, you know, and we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about some of the stuff with Krennic later on, and just that, but and and maybe a, a beat in that that I don't like, but then I think about the stuff like this, and I'm like, Vader's got some personality and opinions,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and he is as clumsy as he is stupid. That's. He's got some thoughts. <laughs> I just love that he's not afraid to say him. He's not yeah. a robot. Yeah.
2: No, he's not a robot. Robot or a robot, as my uh, grandmother used to say. Uh, he's sassy and he's angry. He's always angry, and that is like goes from like uh, I must uh, slaughter everyone uh, I see, and also like the damn coffee maker's not working today. Great technology, like. <laughs> vader has that attitude in that balance where he's got these great tough guy lines and then he's got just kind of he's he's talking about the the day-to-day of of the star wars galaxy you know including the boy you're you're uh highlighting general prepare your men for a service attack rolls off and still sounds you know uh scary and creepy and cool
5: yeah yeah it's just um You know, the choice of James Earl Jones is is so great and it worked out so well. And and he's got the big buoyed voice, but this is a small line. And you know, I mean it's not for the rebels, they're about ready to get attacked, but you know what I mean? Like so sometimes I'll read the after stuff or hear Vader in other forms of media and think to myself, does I don't know if Vader talks that much? I don't know, you know, he's a good economy of words with Vader. And this is one of those examples where I'm I'm kind of like, well, no. He does talk about mundane stuff. Prepare your men for a surface attack. He's given an order. Um, but, he, but he's also got a f- funny, cutting, biting line. So he does do all of that. And and, and it, it comes from Empire Star. It comes, comes from the original trilogy. But specifically Empire, there's a lot of these kind of moments. So it's a good runner for me. And then again, just on the playgrounds, as I wanted to make my friends laugh, and not saying it was successful or it was funny, but just <laughs> prepare your men for a surface attack. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So... Starting simple with my number five, which means that we're going uh, a little deeper with uh, our list
2: as it rolls on to your number four. Uh, my number four, I wanted to go a little bit outside the movies, and this one uh, has stuck with me. And I think uh, a lot of fans, it is from the Vader Down comic book where uh, Vader has been uh, downed. Uh, he's he's crashed. Uh, Luke brought him down and then he is surrounded mm-hmm. by rebels who who claim he's surrounded and he says all i am surrounded by is fear and dead men uh, and mm. it's a great tough guy line invader mm-hmm. does have lots of great tough guy lines but there's always almost always an element of psychology to them where he is before he lashes out with the force before he lashes out with his lightsaber he's already undermining you by making you feel bad about yourself like and, yeah, you know that that's why i really wanted to start with you will try cuz this is This one is like a great tough guy line. All I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. But it's like, really, before I even start killing you, I want to know that you don't scare me in the slightest. In fact, you're scared and you're already dead. You just don't know it. Slaughtering you all is going to be kind of boring for me because you're not even remotely a challenge. It is both like a a scary tough guy, bad guy line, But it is this constant sort of psychological perspective of undermining your enemy and the fact that Vader, Mm -hmm. Vader knows about fear at this point uh, in his career. He knows its importance to the dark side. He knows that it is a a key vulnerability uh, to uh, undermining people who are trying to cling to the light. Uh, So for him to really weaponize that idea of fear uh, against all these people and also the sense that he's he's right. (laughs) <laughs> everybody is terrified of Vader and they're like there's dozens of us all pointing blasters at him how could he possibly and they're still scared
5: yeah that was gonna be yeah that was that was my big takeaway from this too of just like at the end of the day he's so right he's he, he you know he he's tapped into the force he has some insight he can search uh, he can search some feelings out there and what a demoralizing moment you know we got him oh we we don't we know we don't yeah he's right
2: <laughs> yeah mean, there we go yeah, like Vader has weaknesses, but from the perspective of rebels like yeah. this, he is the boogeyman who can actually back it up. Like every terrifying thing you've heard about him is true. And you're dead.
5: And you're dead. Yeah. yeah, uh, That's great. Good pull. Good pull from the comics. I wish. Uh, yeah. Can we just can we uh, is there a like a. Is there a cameo for James Earl Jones where you just have having- him? <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, that would be great. That would be great. So, yeah, that is that my number four. Surrounded by fear and dead men. I uh, love that. We're going to my number four. And we are going to.
5: All right. Okay. I'm getting cute, too. I'm getting outside of the movies. I like that train. We're going to Rebels. Uh, season two, episode 22, Twilight of the Apprentice 2. Look, uh, Vader shows up in Rebels and it's really effective. I I think um, the the way they use him, um, uh, the way he pops up and and even they reveal when he walks down when Tarkin's like, oh, the the Emperor sent something else. Uh, And Callus is kind of got this, oh, no. Um, I really love the use of him in Rebels, but the the stuff with him in Ahsoka is great. And there was almost some other lines from this fight that I included, but but. When he and Anakin uh, he and Ahsoka are going back and forth, I just really like when he says Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Hmm. Uh, and what I, I like about it is is it's not you don't have to go dig too deep into the story of Vader and the fall of Vader and Anakin to really understand that he's he's been at constant constant war with Anakin, the memory of the Anakin, the the memory of the Jedi or whatever he, he refers to him as, and that it was a fight and that and that Anakin's not done fighting. And even in this scene, even in this sequence, there's proof that Anakin is still there fighting whoever this monster is. But the fact that um I don't know, it's just so just so it's not so much the line that I you know, Vader probably believes it in this moment. Or maybe Vader wants to believe he needs to believe it. Um but yeah, I just love I just love it as a statement as as, as this 20 year plus journey as as Vader. You know what I mean? Like it's just in the battle between him and Anakin. It just sums it all up perfectly. What he thought, it's not exactly uh, correct, but that's that's the view of it. And what is he referring to? What is he referring to when he says Anakin Skywalker was was weak? I, this comes from a place of I'm Vader, I am the power Anakin was not. But is it at any point could he could he be also in his head in his darkest moments in that meditation chamber going, "Man, I wish I wish Anakin was stronger and didn't turn?" instead he was weak until, hmm. look where i am now i don't think he necessarily means that in this moment but it, 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 in in playing it out and, and 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 stretching this throughout his his life uh i think this pops up again we're gonna be talking about some of the stuff that vader maybe feels deep down inside so anyways i love this line of all the lines in it uh because i do love the ahsoka which is almost counteracts this claim mm-hmm. uh, The mask is cracked and it's it's Anakin almost calling us for Ahsoka in that moment. But then he immediately regathers and kind of wins again and is like, you know, all right, then you're going to die too, Ahsoka if you stay here. Um, So anyways, I just like that whole sequence. And this is the one that sticks with me. Uh, Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm glad you picked this one. There's so much there. I love uh, how Vader is used in Rebels like you. I like that he is used sparingly, and I like that he is used as an overwhelming threat to be escaped, for the most part, for everyone but Ahsoka. Uh, Really set the tone for how Vader is going to be used and talked about and followed through in uh, Jedi Fallen Order and I think other, other places as well. Um, I like him uh, referring to Ahsoka as the apprentice or the apprentice a couple times. It puts her in this great place um, the, everything going on in this fight is so great that you get that sense that uh, it, it builds to so many things and connects to so many things in the story of Vader, in the story of the dark side. Mm. It really adds to that idea that Luke is the one who could face him, who could uh, destroy Vader. Either out of hate or compassion, and even Ahsoka, who is so close to Anakin, he is so far gone that like he recognizes her. There might be a flash, there might be something down there, but she's nowhere close to turning him. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think that's really powerful. Um, and I think uh, the, in in that particular turn of phrase, he was Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Uh, there's the the great just direct poetry with uh the force awakens with kylo saying about the same thing to about ben solo uh to mm-hmm. han um mm-hmm. so there's that that connection of that's that's the psychology that's uh used in in the dark side um and you know these were obviously uh generally kind of near one another uh in, in release uh but it's interesting to think how much that was intentional or how much that is just the nature of the dark side, the way it's, uh, talked about. There's also like, uh, I know I'm always on the, on the lookout for ways to, uh, justify choices Obi-Wan Kenobi made, but it's <laughs> interesting to hear Vader go basically from my perspective, say, Hey, you know, when Obi-Wan said, you know, the, the good man who was, uh, Anakin was destroyed by Vader. Mm-hmm. That's his point of view. And people are like, ah, that's shady. That's shifty. Obi-Wan like, well, <laughs> Vader agrees with you. Yeah, <laughs> at least Vader agrees uh, that. Yep, they are. There are two different identities, and one of them is dead because I killed him.
5: Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, yeah. And to to what you're saying about the the dark side, and even to a lower level, of the Empire of just the idea of Anakin Skywalker was weak. So that's not good. And I I I destroyed him. Me, me, I destroyed, killed, dominated, power, power, power. And just on, on simple terms, you don't have to, you don't have to dig deep to get it. It's just um. It does, So it tracks. I'm glad you brought up the Kylo Ben stuff too. It just, uh, that's part of it. Uh, yeah. And confirmation. I, I, yeah. A little justice for Obi-Wan. <laughs> a little brought?
2: justice for Obi-Wan. They, they were both thinking that same way. And, you know, Luke, yeah. Luke's the one who had the insight to think something different. Uh, the weakness thing is fascinating to me too. Yeah. Cause like, what, what are we talking about? And to me, I think it is, I think it's about power, power, power. I think he, he needs to distance Anakin from himself because he needs to justify his choices. Right. If he, yeah. if he lets in too much of the truth and lets himself think about it from the perspective of, uh, I was afraid of losing Padme. So I did all these things myself that caused me to lose her. I can't, think about it that way. Right. So it's gotta be a failure, uh, on Anakin's part of being weak. And I think for him, it goes back to his, his mom that that's, I mean, this is total just for me, headcanon of getting inside what what i think his perspective would be of i had the power to save her i could have gone back to tatooine any time and if she was ever in threat i could have killed anybody in their path i never had to lose anything but i believed all these uh, lies in that this idea of the light side being more important and holding yourself back i believed all those lies because i was weak anakin was weak i killed that guy i'll take power Power is to be taken and you know nothing will ever hold me and my power back again like uh, anakin did when he was so weak
5: yeah yeah so there you go ahsoka <laughs> <laughs> That information and uh yeah on the off chance anyone's listening and, and i know some people haven't taken the deep dives in, in into rebels uh we're, we're, we're giving you a lot of information about it there but it, it we're not even capturing uh, half of what the scene really does to you if you watch it and and uh rebels uh, rebels went there went to some amazing places and this is one of those sequences it really works a lot of stuff there yeah uh, so that is my number
2: four we're up to your number three My number three is one of, for me, the classics. When I think of the original uh, trilogy, as clumsy as he is, stupid, uh, impressive, most impressive. Uh, I had to have one of the real, real classic series, uh, classics, original series classics. And for me, uh, the one that lives in my heart is I Find Your Lack of Faith Disturbing. Oh, yeah. this is one that uh, like impressive, most impressive can be used in conversations. Uh, you know, uh, finding your, your lack of, you know, blank uh, uh, disturbing is a meme, right? Like I find uh, your, your lack of <laughs> brownies disturbing. Yeah. Like you can see a meme with anything kind of twisting this line, but what this line is, what it's importance is being in that first film of establishing personality from Vader. Um, you know, that scene that really contextualizes the Force is uh, something religious, uh, it's, you know, mm-hmm. called, you know, uh, of faith. Yeah. Um, and Vader starts the conversation by seeming to, you know, resent the Death Star of the technological terror. And that's mm-hmm. what leads to uh, the choking of Mahdi. All that would be there and all that would be great and powerful. And I find your lack of faith disturbing is uh, the frosting on the cake that really gives him personality of yep it is a a scary tough guy line to take something that sounds really peaceful and demure like you know it's a bummer that you can't uh, see how important my faith is to me and turn it into a line that you say while you're uh, choking someone with your mind there's that just kind of straightforward uh cool tough guy line but there's that bit of that personality in that humor and by kind of knowingly contrasting I'm choking you to death Mm -hmm. while also going it's kind of a bummer that you can't agree with me dude (laughs) (laughs) it's it's playing psychological games with everyone else in the room of like you know how I can kill you with a thought so don't question me and I'll kind of drive it home with this snarky little uh, joke
5: yeah the uh, yeah and, and, and Vader's relationship to the rest of the empire is always fascinating to me because it's, it's, it's different. I I view it now different from when I was growing up, right? You just kind of, I mean, quite frankly, you think he's the number one on the team. Uh, Yeah. He's got a boss. He's going to show up in the third film, but you forget Tarkin, you know, he's, you know, Tarkin's holding his leash, all those kind of comments And this sequence is uh, the way they treat him. Not, not. Having trying, you know, I'm not trying to create sympathy for this Dark Lord of the Sith, but this whole sequence, just him versus them, is an interesting dynamic, and that he's got the upper hand, but they still have the power over him. Sometimes, you know, over rank
2: wise, yeah. Organization wise, Tarkin tugs on his leash, and he has to stop.
5: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Enough of this point this is bigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so yeah, you're right. I do love that line, uh, and it's an iconic for its uses, like you said, outside of the films, but. Yeah, the the, the layer it adds the, the 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 his beliefs and the their attitudes towards that all all. It's just, anyways, I, I'm gonna just keep repeating myself here. But <laughs> it's um, it's it's it, it adds something to it. I'm glad you said that. It it, it makes all that uh, cool, choking, badass stuff have some have some deeper meaning.
2: Yeah. And I think it's really enjoyable as a as cool, choking badass who follows it up with a, you know, funny line. But I think this gets what to, to what Lucas talks about a lot with Vader uh, of, yeah, he thought he didn't have freedom when he was weak. Anakin Skywalker being held back by the Jedi. But and now he thinks I've got all this power. And like, yeah, you can just uh, choke yeah. a person with your mind and you have no moral obligation but you're still trapped because you're still in this system because you didn't actually free yourself. You, you know, put a leash around your neck and handed it to uh, the Emperor, to the dark side. You're more imprisoned now than you were as Anakin, but you refuse to see it that way. And I think that's what Lucas is on about when he's like, you know, don't look up to him. Like, and that's yeah. a endless fascinating Vader because it is totally enjoyable is a, a badass moment. But the truth of the story is, you know, Tarkin barks Vader release him and he has to.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, as a, as a, kid, I, I wanted the power to force choke my enemies. Of course, of course. <laughs> who doesn't, doesn't. Uh, but yeah, just, just there, it's on display. And the point is, and you and you said, well, it's like, it's on display. It's built into it. Even back in 77, where maybe all, uh, you know, the whole story wasn't flushed out or Lucas had no idea. We'd be talking about this in 2020 with such fervor and passion, but it's all there in, in the beginning. So good choice. Yeah. That's your number three, which means we're up to mine number three. And we are going back to uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I know this is a line you enjoy as well, uh, going to the Emperor Hologram conversation. And yes, I know there's uh, yeah, two, two, two versions or so of that out there. I get it. I get it. We're going to just kind of the, the special edition version. But this is uh, present uh, in the sequence. And I love it. And it is if he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Now, this is kind of part of the discussion, Joseph, where where we're not just doing iconic quotable quotables, uh, quotable quotes that can uh, be on posters. This one could. And I suppose you could uh, use this in a, in a nice Internet meme if you wanted to. But now we're really getting into, to me, the the best Vader lines and what that shows about the character. What, what you know, and, and we we've had that already on this list. But. This isn't one that's going to be used at parties to impress your friends, (laughs) (laughs) but this sequence and what we know then and what we know now with the story continued in the comics. And if y'all haven't uh, taken a a dive into the star Wars mainline back in the day, I am so behind on some of the Marvel stuff. Now I will admit, I know there's some big Vader stuff happening right now as we're recording, but going back to the one where Boba Fett kind of discovers the identity of the rebel rebel, uh, and it's kind of this secret desire and mission for Vader. He's been, at, you know, he's been at war with himself, but he's also in a cold war with his boss and has yep. been working on it. So now there's a lot more subtext to this, but this is, uh, this is interesting because, because there's, you know, his boss, his buddy, his mentor is just saying, ah, cool. Um, you, your son's still alive. We're going to kill him. And for Vader to in this moment, just be like, well, hold on here and what it means it's a stall tactic in one sense like uh, it, uh have you thought about this Two, it's something i think he believes it's a it's a tip of the iceberg to the story invader's mind and his plan and it's a sprinkling of well, i don't know if i'm good with that it's all of it into this kind of moment of like if he could be turned he would become a powerful ally which also works as just a piece of strategy <laughs> Yeah, so I like I like what that line means to to the sequence into Vader overall.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think throughout Empire, we start getting these just uh, a little bit more uh, nuanced delivery uh, mm-hmm. of the lines. And this is the line that has a lot of nuance of, you know, he's really being deferential. Right. What is thy bidding, my master? One of the most kind of formal huh. lines in all of Star Wars, literally bowing down uh, and that it's he, he, it's literally said in an off in, in a softer way. Right. Yes. Of, yeah. If he could turn, he would become a powerful ally. Like it's delivered with a little bit of an ellipsis. Uh, so there is this deference. But then when you look at it in, you know, the current canon of 2020 with everything that's been built up, we know that that's this incredibly important moment where, uh, Vader's kind of floating. Mm. Yeah. No, the Sith live by the rule of two forever. So we could accomplish what we have. Mm. We control everything. And now I'm just kind of thrown out there about my son. What if we just got rid of the rule of two? And you have to believe that, you know, when when uh Sheev Darth Sidious answers, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that they're they're just knowing they both know exactly what one another is saying, but they're not yeah. saying it out loud <laughs> Vader's like just like. What if we tried to turn him? Which, of course, you must know that I would try to turn him, and then, of course, we we would try to kill you. And and Palpatine's like, yes, yes, you could try to ch- uh, play that chess move, and and maybe I'll kill you and keep him. Sure, let's play that game, buddy.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, they're both flashing the Dooku scene from Revenge of the, <laughs> in the Head. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I love that. Yeah, no, uh, well played. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's it, it's the uh, as uh, Tyrion Lannister would say, "You're in the great game now." Uh, they're playing. Uh, they're playing here, and um, yeah, because again, with what we know now, uh, the fact that Vader is just straight lying when he's like, "How is that possible?" He's like, <laughs> not, I've never heard. of, it. I've never thought of that when we know he's got some of this information already. I I actually like that wrinkle. I like that the the the, the comic series back in the day. I say back in the day because it was you know 2015 2014 2016 range just i like that it did that it, it it adds it makes this scene even more fun for me
2: yeah yeah and we so explicitly know that he knew and he knew for a long time but i always liked in the original film too that just starting with the crawl of that vader's obsessed mm. uh with luke always for me gave it that tone that he knows yeah. and that he's always uh, e- even before the special edition I. Just, I think, kind of instinctually took that as uh, he's going, what? How could that be?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Explain more. Hey, maybe we could join the team. We'll make him like a general or something. That's all. That's all I want with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love their their relationship because it's so bad. Um, uh, So if he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally as my number three, which means we're up to your number two.
2: Uh, my number two, we're in the same general uh, territory of what we're discussing. It's from Empire Strikes Back. It is probably my favorite. Uh, it's hard to say. It's really up there for my very favorite delivery of Vader. And it is uh, It's Luke walks into the carbon freezing chamber. He looks at his blaster and senses uh, the blaster has no business in what's about to happen here. <laughs> and he hears uh, the voice of his father say, the force is with you, young Skywalker. you are not a Jedi yet Uh, and partially I just love it and I've always loved it because of the absolute nuance in flavor in that delivery Uh, kudos to James Earl Jones uh, kudos to Irvin Kirshner uh, for that uh, direction to Mm. get that power out of it so a huge amount of the power is just the delivery of the forces with you young Skywalker that sounds it's ominous it's good sounds like Vader but Mm. that you are not a Jedi yet almost being whispered uh, just makes it land, you know, even harder. That's a, It goes back to, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Um, beyond a couple of uh, notable exceptions, uh, Vader is, is not, doesn't yell, you know? Mm-hmm. He yells with his actions. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that whisper is even more scary kind of thing. And I just, I've come to appreciate that line even more. Uh, I love that scene. I love the ambiance. Uh, I love just looking up at this just dark uh, figure. But, you know, what he's really saying, the beats of Luke's journey uh, in the original trilogy are so clear, uh, starting with Obi-Wan dangling the idea of you're already similar to your father. You could be a Jedi like him to Luke literally committing. I want to be a Jedi like my father to uh, repeating that to Yoda earlier in Empire to, uh, uh, you know, ultimately completing his arc by proudly stating I am a Jedi like my father before me. His his journey and his desire to be a Jedi are so tied up in uh, following his father's footsteps, and so Vader to underline it in this moment uh, for us as an audience is really effective to say eh, he's striving, but he he's not there. He's learned a lot, but he's not you know at the power level he needs to be to face you, and he has not completed uh this both you know uh, technical skill and moral journey to become a Jedi, uh, but then just going back to Vader's sort of psychology of I think what he's sensing is true he's sensing that Luke is powerful, but that uh, Luke is a little unsure that he he feels fear but he controls he's controlling it as he says later, but he also just senses that like you're not done, you're not all the way ready so before we even cross blades i'm going to start by just reminding you uh you're strong but you don't know what you're doing you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on you have not completed your journey you are not living up to this idealized version of your father that lives in your head you have not ignited your blade yet but you've already failed dude <laughs> mm,
5: yeah all i am is surrounded by fear uh and dead luke's uh same vibe. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 there's a lot with luke uh Luke, kind of like, am I a Jedi yet? Am I a Jedi yet? E- even in Return of the Jedi, like, oh, then I am. I am the last of the Jedi. No, you're not yet. You're not a Jedi yet. We- <laughs> There's just like, <laughs> running this runner of of and which all leads and 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 falls and fuels the the one of the greatest moments in in, in the series of of uh, throwing down the blade and I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Uh, that's powerful when when you play. Even more powerful when you play it against this moment here.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a great, you know, pillar in to support this whole arc of when is Luke a Jedi?
5: are mm, Not a Jedi yet. And, you know, in terms of just straight, uh, straight delivery and how it sticks with you from an early age on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It works on so many levels. And, and it's a uh, it's a fun one to just uh, whisper. It's an almost Darth Vader ASMR video here. <laughs> a great one. You're not just, a Jedi yet. It's so, it's just iconic. That term we all love throwing around every now and then when we're talking about movies. But it is, it is exactly what it feels to be. One of just the most iconic moments in Star Wars. Yeah. So that's my number two. That's a good one. That's a good one. That, 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 that could have even been number one. I mean, <laughs> um, so I'm going to Return of the Jedi. This is, a, I'm, I'm doing the old uh, Scrimshaw two-pack uh, thing here. I'm, I'm putting some figures together. All right. Uh, if yeah. you allow know if you allow it uh, going to return of the Jedi in a great scene that uh, you and I reference a lot. And, and maybe one day we'll do that four center scene by scene of, of Luke turning himself into Darth Vader and great sequence there. But I just really love Vader saying, uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you do, you do not know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. And about a beat or two later says, it's too late for me, my son. So we've got this bluster. We've got New Hope. Vader is the the villain of a of a of a lifetime. He's on magazines. He's on Time Magazine, and we love him and we're starting to worship him. The cult of Vader has emerged, and and now here you are, just with this powerful powerful villain that Luke is going to go confront. And the thought is still destroyed by the people around him. Right? Some mm-hmm. of those in his life for like yeah yeah go yeah now, now you're ready go face him and, and destroy destroy him there and i, I know there's more nuance and, and conversations to be had about that but that's what luke's doing and he's going he you know and he's he's so he's telling leia the big reveal and and he's and he's going to, to destiny man it's still kind of luke going i'm i'm gonna be a jedi i'm gonna be a great warrior And I've got the speech. It reminds me a little bit. I mean, maybe a lot of bit, but a little bit again of some (laughs) of the stuff with Ray showing up and uh, we must destroy Kylo Ren in the, in the first order is bad. And, and here is your lightsaber. Please go help me to fight the battle. And no, and here you got Luke. Like I got, I, 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 I'll tell you what, I feel good in you. Huh? 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 It's too late for me, my son. Damn it. (laughs) It's just like, this is not gonna, this is harder. And that's for those two's relationship. But then just, I, I, I just, it's so it's, it's the first time just you feel for Vader. You do feel sad. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear him say that. And now, and I did see this recently on Twitter. I I can't remember. A lot of people jumped into the conversation, so I don't know. I don't know where, where, uh, where, um, where it originated but it's it's been it's a thought been around for years but it just really kind of popped back up in the star wars conversation recently of just maybe as a kid when you hear this you hear it differently you don't know the power of the dark side i must obey my master but really when you listen to what he's saying that's so sad it's like he's Mm -hmm. you don't know the power i i have to i have no choice it's too late for me and obi-wan once thought as you did uh maybe not the right time to discuss it i think that it refers to something we haven't seen i just think i i am a believer that that does even here it's hard to connect it directly to a new hope for me uh, uh that that it's something else that you know uh, i think you could and we grew up thinking that and it's fine if it stops there but you know i don't going going to a new hope i don't think there's a lot of uh obi-wan going you know hey hey you want to switch sides you know, know. you know <laughs>
2: So, uh, yeah, you mean in Revenge of the Sith or in his?
5: You know, I'm talking in A New Hope. I'm talking, uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, no, 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 definitely Sith too. Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah. So, I guess you could actually say both. I think there's still that time, and I do, I do believe in my heart that Kenobi series could, could possibly play around with that of, of any final kind of communications or, mm-hmm. I, I think, and I think this is a line that you can go to and go, yeah, there's something else to their story. Oh Some yeah, no long monologue of why I love this line.
2: Oh, there, there's uh, all those lines are great. It's a great moment in uh, Vader's trajectory uh, to to discuss, and I totally agree with you. We'll we'll see if that's what the Kenobi series ends up uh, being. I I will. I'm ready to hope for it, and then if it doesn't happen, uh, try to accept. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from Kenobi's perspective of his absolute clarity that look. Anakin is gone he was my friend he was my brother I loved him but he's gone and that it's just that monster now Vader that that absolute clarity to me always feels like there was something else that happened there and so does this line on the other side as well and that's going to be really really powerful if we end up having a Kenobi story where he's like "Ah, I left him there burning I, I didn't End him. I I need to go face him and I need to either end him or turn him back. I need to take responsibility. But if if Kenobi goes to Vader the exact same way Luke is in this scene, saying, I don't want to fight you. I know there's good in you. And I I still think it would be just amazingly powerful if Obi-Wan almost gets through to him, but Mm. doesn't. And that would make this line makes emotional, tonal sense to me of, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan are very different because Obi-Wan is easy to blame. Uh, It's easy for Vader to hate Obi-Wan. You know, that whole chopping limbs off in fire (laughs) as well as being sort of a failure as a father figure, uh, you know, insisting on being a brother instead of a father. There's also the whole Mm. limb removal burning thing. Easy to be angry at Obi-Wan, less easy to be angry at his son who, you know looks Mm -hmm. and in uh i think emotes uh some very uh, very padme energy um that you can you can definitely see uh uh, his mother in luke as well as his father uh so that it's powerful for vader if if obi-wan tried this it didn't work obi-wan became convinced that he just needs to die sadly because he's just a monster yeah and then his loving son luke comes in and he gets a slightly softer Vader, right, of yeah. Obi-Wan yeah. once thought as you did. Seems kind of... He's laying it out that, like, Obi-Wan once thought as you did, and clearly he's wrong, but it sounds sad, right? Mm-hmm. And and then to follow up with the lines that you're talking about, particularly, there's such a uh, uh, um, surprising, gentle uh, nature in, it is too late for me, my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, everything we're talking about of he thinks that that's the trap of the dark side. You think it's freedom. You think it's just embrace power. But, you know, when your your power is only accessible by locking yourself into constant anger, uh, yeah. you know, you feel trapped by it. You're trapped in this vicious circle of your power comes from your anger uh, and, and you're afraid to lose it. So it, that makes you mad. <laughs> so You just, you can never break out. In yeah. to see Vader in this moment going, I, I maybe recognize what I did to myself a little bit. But it's too late. the The pull of the dark side is too powerful. I can't change it. Uh, uh, Sorry, Mm. son. Neither can you. So I'm gonna. I'm not thrilled about it. But that's the just the way it is. uh, Is Mm. like this little step on the path to me.
5: Yeah, yeah. And and, and at some level, Luke's got to be like, "Ah, "See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's there. I'm still. It's there. I'm still. It's still there." So that sets up their just epic, uh, you know, uh, confrontation, and, and and you know throne room and Jedi's a lot of people including is like favorite sequence in Star Wars and this is some of the stuff that sets that up so there you go Obi-Wan once thought as you did you don't know the power of the dark side and, and play that against what he says that uh something similar in Empire too and then
2: it, yeah if you only knew the power of the dark side yeah
5: yeah, yeah. and, and it, it could be kind of uh if you want to get into Vader's head maybe there's some same thought process uh, going into that. But I, I think just to play the two moments, especially watching in eighty eight, eighty three, just like, yeah, the power. Oh, man, you don't know the power. Oh, so bad. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, there you go. My number two, which... Uh, is uh, a good time to stop, reset. We're going to come back, and we got some honorable mentions, and then our number one choices for the best Darth Vader lines. Stick around. This is Star Wars. Wars.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
3: Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive and June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code perfectmanny20 at oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20. That's Perfect Manny twenty at all dot com, Slash Perfect twenty. <laughs>
5: back to Star Wars Rank episode 99 in this continuing series of ranking the Space Wars we love. Big 100 episode coming up. Uh, you know, I'll I, be honest with you all. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to make that be. But uh, if you have good <laughs> idea, feel free. Tweet it in. Uh, Joseph Scrimshaw is here with me, and we are looking at the best Darth Vader lines. We are looking at lines that are, sometimes bleeds over into moments, for sure. And I think we're definitely getting to moments here. But as always, we have some honorable lines, some honorable mentions, Joseph. And uh, we we joke a lot, hey, this is tough. And, and I I legitimately just had lost track. I just was watching some of these lines and writing them down, writing them down, writing them down went like, no, I can't, I can't. So I got some, but what do you have?
2: Yeah, well I I will echo because I think this is particularly difficult because Vader saying anything is cool. Uh mm-hmm. Vader is saying saying like I'm going to have the combination number 4 Taco Bell plate is cool. It's it's James Earl Jones delivery is amazing, right? So mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's not even like that's not a significant line. I just like the way he says it. <laughs> yeah. That makes it really hard. Um I think yeah. you and I both had the same number 1 runner up, right?
5: Uh, we do, we do. Uh, it is, uh, I, I mean, it could have been easily my favorite <laughs> it could have been on my list is number one. There's just not a lot of,
2: it's not a veggie. It's a dessert. <laughs> do you want to save it for the end of the honorable mentions then? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want you say, okay. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I'll run through these uh, relatively quick. So we are uh, not here until the next star Wars film comes out on the big screen. Uh, I really like in A New Hope, you are part of the rebel alliance and a traitor. Take her away! Um, because it is, w- a couple moments in that scene, uh, he's a little bit more, the anger's on the surface, and he's yelling, you know? And, and you know that's mm-hmm. probably from, we're developing the character, uh, and, and we're getting to that that person who doesn't uh, let the anger show too much in the voice, but in the actions. But I like early on when he's actually angry and yelling. And this one in particular I like because it, it reveals that... Uh, his dogma, his perspective that, hey, I'm in charge, this is my empire, not technically, uh, but, you know, I'm acting like it's my empire and you're a traitor and Rebel Alliance is uh, not the formal government. I am the government, I am the power and you're a traitor. Take her away! So, I I like the delivery, I like what it says about him. Um, Also, in A New Hope, uh, it is a great line by itself and then language changes, slang changes, so it starts to take on even more uh, different and beautiful context, I love your powers are weak, old man. Mm, yeah. I love that one, too. Right? Because, I mean, back then, just, you know, weak might have been a little bit of a slang word, but not that same like, oh, mm, that's weak, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah it really, it, it has that, that feeling of being slightly out of context for a villain where he's like, your powers are not on fleek, old man. <laughs> your powers are hella weak, old man. <laughs> your powers are lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i, I always like that and it's uh it's a true assessment of your powers are weak old man and i think it's true and i think uh i think obi-wan knows it's true as well uh going to rogue one uh there's a lot of stuff that i do like but i always really like director Chronic. uh i think later in the same scene he says director but mm-hmm. he starts <laughs> with the syllable die director Chronic. uh and then says, you seem unsettled. It moves by really fast, but you seem unsettled is so funny of like, you are standing in the middle of my strange techno gothic <laughs> castle of evil perched over in like an actual waterfall of lava. You are in the middle of a platform with no rails and then a huge door opened and my just absolutely intimidating shadow consumed you. You seem unsettled. What's your problem, <laughs> dude? everything okay everything okay there (laughs) you're right there buddy are you scared by something by the lava by the lack of rails is it me (laughs) i love it yeah so that's great uh there's no reason other than for this really other than i like the line that there is no conflict just you know it's that Mm, back and forth battle between him and luke in return of the jedi but it's one that i think of uh often of there is no conflict um This one is a little bit uh, outside the box, uh, but it is I wanted to cover the whole panorama of Vader. It is the line inside your head Uh, from uh, Rise of Skywalker, because I like uh, it's not technically Vader. It is uh, uh, Palpatine demonstrating that he has been all of the voices you have ever heard inside your head. But I still just really love that idea of calling up James Earl Jones like we got something for you. (laughs) (laughs) James Earl Jones is a what? inside your head is that it okay weird got it right. <laughs> uh, but it but it it's it, it's classic great vader weight uh great vader oomph. um and along those lines my final one because i could go on all all day so i'm going to cut myself off with this one is a line that for me absolutely captures the mundane being turned into something surprisingly cool and memorable just by the delivery and it is from uh, empire strikes back Alert my star destroyer to prepare for my arrival. <laughs> he makes his arrival like he's he's ordering a lift, and yeah. he makes it sound so damn cool, and it sticks in my head. Prepare for my arrival.
5: Those special editions, bringing in cool stuff. Yeah, I I uh, I was laughing to that line last too. Uh, last last night too. I, I love that you included that. It is. Uh, so
2: many syllables. <laughs> so many words. Yeah, I got to get uh, get uh, using that one more often. Yeah, alert my Uber to prepare for my arrival. Ah, oh, that's great. That's great. I know you have one more. We're gonna sync that up here. Yep. I'll,
5: I'll run that. Uh, run through some here. Go into a new hope. Uh, leave that to me. I like again. Uh, it's not try to do a James Earl Jones impression or a Vader impression, but just the just the just the rhythm of his lines. Just has never left me from seeing it in the eighties to now, just leave yeah. it at me by the same token. Uh, you, you talked about it, uh, the lines, the, the, the lack, your lack of faith of I, I love the, don't be too proud of this technological terror. You've constructed the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant to the power of the force. That's a lot. That is a that is a potential mouth marble situation, and uh, you know James Earl Jones famously uh, stutterer and and all the stuff that he dealt with to to be delivering that line so perfectly. The technological terror—it's a poem, it's a song. There's there's a there's a melody in what's going on here, and I love that.
2: I love that. Yeah. Note. And to give something that sounds like just a bunch of kind of jargon from a weird little B movie science uh, fiction picture before you know that you are the icon, you are Vader, you are the mm-hmm. pinnacle of pop culture. He didn't know that then. Right. He's like, I got to say what and how fast. All right. <laughs> yeah.
5: Love that one there by the same token. So you, you mentioned we're so close on some of these moments, but I, as I just have always loved, cause it's, it's younger James Earl Jones, right? It's, it's 77 James Earl Jones. Therefore, it's younger Vader. It's a little different. Even though I know Rogue One, it sounds slightly uh, older. I get it. I get it. Realities of the uh, uh, real world. I just have always loved. I mean, I, I used to say this on the playground. Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans And bring me the passengers. I want them alive. He's just so He's just so pissed off. And a lot of it's just because of what Leia's been doing to him and saying to him. He's just like, I know everyone here is lying to me. And I'm just so <laughs> Sick of it. I love that moment.
2: Yeah. The yelling uh, Vader is great.
5: Yeah. Um, uh, New Hope, uh, you should not have come back saying that to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. There again. Too. What is he referring to? And yes, I know. Lucas wrote that at a different time, but th- it exists. It exists in the Star Wars story. It exists. and And I cannot hear that line and not think there's something else that we don't know. Mm-hmm. In the story, so anyways, I love that one. Uh, it, this could have uh, almost been in the Hall of Fame, but uh, apology accepted, Captain Nita. I mean, this is where I go to Rogue One, and I don't like the you know don't choke on your aspirations line, or do I? Because then I think of this one, and I'm like, no, no, Vader's Vader likes a good joke. <laughs> he he likes a good play.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apology accepted, Captain Nita, but it. To me, it's still like he—he, it's—it's uh, there's still some psychological terror because other people are around to hear this.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not good. Um, uh, I like I'm altering the deal. Pray don't alter it further. Not only is it a classic line, but just you know speaks speaks volumes of the empire invader of <laughs> what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Lando learning the lesson of when you make a deal with a devil. Uh, I, I've always loved. Uh, you know, perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. Talking to Joe Gerard. Uh, uh, there and then, um, going to rug one. So yeah, little moment too. I really love, cause especially if you f- fuel this, uh, or, or, or you know, this fuels the 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 new hope scenes around the the conference room table when he tells Crenac that its power to create problems has certainly been confirmed. <laughs>
1: I love that yes. where
5: it comes from from Vader's point of view, if I hate this stupid thing, now look at the problems. You, I have to have this stupid me. I was taking a bath. Now I have to come <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, his hatred of the Death Star is great. I almost I, I almost put that uh, line in my main list uh, because it it gets uh, kind of buried when he starts to rattle off some more businessy stuff, and it's a yeah. great snarky line. of Like, well, it's problem. It's power to cause problems has certainly been yeah. <laughs> confirmed. It's, it's a funny line.
5: It's funny, and also you know it's it's proved that Vader's like uh, Tarkin. This is Tarkin's thing, and. Palpatine's listening to him and uh, you know, it's its place in the pecking order. It's a lot there. Uh, final one for me, uh, going back to rebels, uh, season two, Twilight of the apprentice, uh, when he's talking to Ezra and I think it, it reminds me of your, your Vader downline, but just, the you know, uh, Ezra says, uh, you know, I'm not afraid of you. Uh, and, and Vader shoots back, then you will die braver than most. Um, I love it. It's just like, cool. All right, great. You think you have that? You're still going to die. I still yeah. got it.
2: Yeah. Good for you. Uh, that, that's yeah. cool that you're not afraid. You're still going to die.
5: Yeah. Uh, and then the final one that it's shared between us, we have joked about it before on the show. It is perhaps the greatest Darth Vader line of all time. Here it is. What? <laughs> that is what? what? Oh, that soundboard. I, and it's his final line in, in new hope. It's a trivia question. It's, uh, I, and I can only, to your point about, uh, James Earl Jones in the booth. I, I like, all right, cool. We're almost
2: done. James, here's the final line of the day. What are we going to say? I'm just going to say
5: what? Over and over. What?
2: <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, it almost sounds like he, he wasn't even delivering a line. It was just like somebody was yelling <laughs> to him in the booth of like, uh, we're getting <laughs> sandwiches. What do you want? And he can't hear. He's like, I got the headphones on. What?
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You you want corned beef, James? What? (laughs) Love it.
5: I love it. And it has to be included. It has to be. Uh, Is there not a t-shirt of that yet either? We're giving away t-shirt gold here. Just what? Quotes around (laughs) it. So those are our honorable mentions, some deep ones, some fun ones, all part of uh, just growing up with Vader. The cult of Vader is powerful. We can fall for it. Uh, we can worship this uh, dark Lord, but also there's some great stuff just from, uh, you know, watching these films. Yes, we love Darth Vader in a, in a special way. But from there, we are going to go to our number ones. And usually here's the point where we do the uh, switcheroo, and I'll list my number one first, because I always uh, love to have uh, the guest uh, open and then close the show. But uh, we talked about it, and Joseph, you had the idea. No, I think we should... Uh, Flip that and reverse it because it will flow nicely, we hope, in the conversation. So we are going to go right now to your number one best line or lines of Darth Vader in Star Wars.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So for me, as I often want to do with number one, partially just so I can get six in my list of five, uh, I want to do some Star Wars poetry. And honestly, I was looking at uh, both these lines and they came to my mind because of the delivery and then as I sat with them, how much they connected and how important their connection is to me as a fan of Vader and a fan of Star Wars. So the the first half of this Star Wars poetry is from Revenge of the Sith. It is uh, Vader uh, being lifted up on the table and asking, where is Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has such great power from just delivery it's james earl jones uh back doing the for the, the voice uh but it is hearing a, a very different vader than we really got to hear in uh in other movies except for just the like the hints of it is too late for me my son it's that delivery of yeah. where is padme is she safe is she all right uh it, it shows that even even after he has fallen to the dark side. And I believe he is Vader here. I believe that uh, he has made his choices. He, uh, he he chose that he couldn't possibly lose Padme and hacked off uh, May Swindu's army as that moment of regret of what have I done? But he still marches into the temple and slaughters not only all the Jedi, but all the younglings. Padme tries to get through to him. Obi-Wan tries to get through to him. And he's, he's just gone. But even though he's gone... He's still holding on to the reason that he did this is Padme. Uh, And and that gives the line so much weight and power that we are reminded that even though he is consumed by darkness and has done unforgivable things uh, to save Padme, that's still where his head is. That's still where his heart is. He wants to know if it worked, if I sacrificed all of this uh, so that I could save Padme. And it's all right there in the line and in the delivery. So that's the first half of it. I was tempted to go with that as just my number one. But then one of my very favorite uh, bits of delivery in all of uh, the performance of Darth Vader is just the way he says, sister. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that whole speech has Mm -hmm. such power. So I'm just going to read the speech. Yeah. Give yourself to the dark side. It is the only way you can save your friends. Yes, your thoughts betray you. Your feelings for them are strong, especially for sister. So you have a twin sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Now his failure is complete. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. And Luke screams and goes after his father. Uh, I wanted to pick this for a couple of reasons. Just the plain delivery on sister. Mm -hmm. It's so... Powerful, that revelation in the sinister way that he says it. I also really like the uh, now his failure, uh, now Obi Wan's failure is complete. Vader talks about lots of different things being complete. And this one is, you know, personal to him. He's got to hang up. Even after Obi Wan is gone, you know, he says Obi Wan has trained you well. Obi Wan can uh, no longer help you, uh, all those things. And now it's it's like he he needs Obi Wan to be a failure. His failure is complete. But the reason that I wanted to share that that whole speech and connect it back to Where's Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? To me, this speech is the last true gra- uh, like, gasp of Vader winning out over Anakin. Because when, when you break it down, what's in it is so awful. He needs to win. He needs to turn Luke to the dark side. And he is aware enough of his own past, that he knows the path to turn someone from the light is to threaten someone they love. Mm. They will give in to their fear. That fear of losing that person will lead them to hate. They will lash out and they will be consumed. How do I know that? Because that's what happened to me with Padme. So I know I can break my son doing that. In fact, the revelation that I have a daughter isn't about me at all. It's about how I can use it to break my son. It is so heartbreakingly evil that he is delighting in the fact that I got him. I know the way in to break my son because I know what that exact way that I was broken. And it's powerful for Vader's character because it is shockingly evil. And it is shockingly evil so close to his redemption. It's like to me the, that last moment that Vader, mm-hmm. Vader, not Anakin, is truly in the driver's seat to have that horrible knowledge that this is how to break Luke, break my son, and to be so uncaring about his daughter in that moment uh, mm-hmm. is just a great power to the character of Vader. And for me, to this day, um, when I encounter people who have problems with the prequels, I get it. Everybody has a right to their uh, opinions. But this bit of Star Wars poetry, the connection between the between the way Anakin uh, ultimately fell to the dark side Mm -hmm. and then that he uses that exact same horrific, painful threat of losing a loved one to try to do the same thing to his own son and his son manages to overcome what he couldn't, uh, that their path to the dark side is the same is one of my favorite bits of star Wars poetry that we could not have without the prequel, uh, prequels. And th- this scene, everything in his redemption has always been strong, always been beautiful, but to me becomes even stronger when you see what connects Anakin and Luke.
5: Hmm. Mm. Yeah. You're speaking my language here and I'm <laughs> speaking yours and we're speaking the language of star Wars, just celebration and, 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 and engaging with what, with, with what is there and, engaging with the story presented uh the 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 uh, statement you made that um, a while ago on a show that just keep keeps coming back up for the reason because i think there's so many rewards for yourself when you do that as a fan and i'd almost i almost don't want to talk too much here i'd love to hear more on what you got on this because i think it flows it nice to what i've got at my number one but i but i'll say this the the where is padme is she safe is she all right so i love that line now and I was a let-me-tell-you-why-it-sucks guy.
2: For a
5: while. <laughs> and we joke about uh, you get James Earl Jones back in the booth and he's saying inside your head or all this kind of stuff. I was so upset in 2005 that uh, you had Anakin. I mentioned some of this stuff before here on Force Center. I totally get that. Now. And I guess what? I'm going to mention it again in, in other episodes of other things. all right? But just to, to get to that point, and to all right, you got the costume. Finally, we get we get something I'm familiar with. Vader, the costume of Vader. Hayden's in there, which we already knew some from some featurettes kind of released before or whatever. Um, you get James Earl Jones back. Yeah, we might never hear this again. And and, and he's asking about Padme. How how dare you, George? How dare <laughs> you do that? I was so upset. So upset. And now it's one of my favorites because a lot of the stuff you're talking about—that poetry that you can all week make fun of—and guess what? Teasing teasing George about poetry is totally fine. It's 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 a thing. I get it. But it's there. It's in the story, and it's powerful, and it works for a reason. And you've you, these two lines are they work in concert? They really do work in concert. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about it, because I think we we should segue uh, to yours, mm-hmm. is uh, I think the way Lucas talks and and seems to think about Vader as a prison, I think really pops in, in both these lines. And that's why I like the Where's Padme, because it, 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 from our original trilogy perspective, where some of us did want to see, oh, it'd be great if for half the movie he's Vader and he's slaughtering Jedi. And like,
1: mm-hmm. that's not
2: he doesn't get to do anything cool the moment he becomes Vader. He realizes he's in prison without his wife. Uh, He realizes he screwed himself. That's the first thing that he says, you know, Mm. that he's in prison. And then, you know, years later, he's he's imprisoning himself in the dark side. The news that he has a daughter, the news that there's a part of himself in Padme, even beyond Luke in this galaxy, should be the most joyful thing that he could possibly hear. And he can't see that in that moment because he's consumed by his own anger and his own need to break Luke and it, it, they're both pictures of this very sad prison of what a sad thing it is to be Vader even though we as the audience get to enjoy him is this unstoppable uh monster and that is cool and it is enjoyable and I don't take any of that away but the real core storytelling the real core emo- emotional truth is it's a prison
5: yeah I yeah I love the Rogue One hallway scene it's a horror film and I love it it's Darth Vader being Darth Vader I love it but that means nothing to me without these things, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So yeah. So my number one, I'm doing it friends. I'm going there. My number one choice for the best Darth Vader line is a two pack as well. And it's so funny when we submitted these notes to each other, we were right here at our number ones, went to the same spot, different moments. I am doing it. I'm going, no, I'm going to revenge of the Sith. No, I'm going the add on, much talked about, much loathed, much hated no in the throne room scene <laughs> in the Jedi. And this is someone, this is somewhat recent for me to do it because everything you're saying with the Padme and Leia stuff is so powerful. And it just, uh, I just, I just, I I love it. I just love it because it is the sister line has is, is stayed with me since I saw it in the theater in May of 1983 and all that stuff. But here's where I'm at with it. I, I think I'm one of the people that George was speaking about who missed it. I really am. <laughs> I really am. I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking or, or speaking at anyone out there. I had going to go into what I said about the Padme stuff and it's made worse by this Frankenstein moment. And I will admit he's clunky. He's learning to walk on the feet, by the way. All right. There's some probably, I think, a real world explanation for that. <laughs> he's ve- it's a horror. It's a gothic horror moment. I mean, think of it. It is a Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. It, it mm-hmm. really is. And it's raiding and it's lightning, and you got Padme in the birth, and it's this great scene, and you got the helmet coming down. And I get it. The last thing we hear, we see a little more Vader later on, and we're looking at the frame of the Death Star, but no, and it's over the top, and it's dramatic, and Revenge of the Sith has a lot of over-the-top uh, over dramatic moments. Power, unlimited power, I get it. So I hated that. I hated that. I talk about that for years. I talk about it, and then George comes back, and he, my favorite sequence because of that line that you're talking about the sister, uh, the sister speech, and because of all the things in the in the music. It's my favorite shot in Star Wars: Luke jumping out, Luke jumping out to defend like a Jedi, but doing it with hate or mm-hmm. fear and anger, uh, and what he has to learn, all that, and then to, for for George to make the Ewoks blink, and then add no. Okay. <laughs> so again I was like I'm trying to I'm trying to defend you George what are you doing here but I think it hit me the uh, it hit me very recently on a rewatch of Return of the Jedi it is George going I don't I think some of you still haven't got it let me talk to you about what Darth Vader went through and how he fell and I always say what did I envision of his fall when I walked away Uh, disappointed in Padme where is Padme is she safe and no and I was upset at that. What, I guess I wanted a conquering hero to pull out his red blade and kill everybody. And me go, yeah, that's my Darth Vader. <laughs> was that what I wanted? Was that, what was I expected? Did I miss the point If that? If that was what I wanted for him to be like, as you just so eloquently said, all the stuff, the lies he's been sold, uh, Palpatine city is pulling him in and he emerges still in pain. A lot of pain, he can't even really walk. He's 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 trapped. You know, his eyes go big as the, as the helmet comes down, and it's a beautiful moment. And he asks this question. And the reason he did this all is that she's dead. He's been hoodwinked on a level that's so powerful and so big. And that no comes from the gut. And for the. Go back and everything you're saying, and he just contributed to Luke being in this position. And he is, uh, un, you know, he didn't go a sister, great. Let's go turn. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he, he he doubles down on it. One last gasp for Darth Vader in the war against Anakin, and he's watching his his son. And I always talk about that The, the the, le- the lightning bolts to the teeth get me every time. With the just poor Luke, he's even his teeth are getting it. <laughs> and he's calling out father and all this stuff without dialogue it still works and i want to make that clear without dialogue i get it and i sometimes say george sometimes you know the attack the clones i truly deeply love you take away that dialogue you probably have a more memorable scene for more people so i i can understand the criticisms i can understand the youtube think piece videos but i think after a while it's become hollow criticism for me for me it is absolutely just the, the it is the it is the exclamation point on the poem that the Star Wars poem we're all enjoying here for him to go, I'm not doing this anymore and I'm not watching my son die and I've been trapped and no, I am not letting this happen. And it was George going, do you get it? Do you see why he fell? Do you see the lessons? And are you going to stop worshiping the monster in the cape? And then you're going to start cheering for the old broken man inside to get some redemption. That's what I see it as. That's why I love it. And I was moved by it the other day for the first time in my life on a level that I hadn't previously experienced. So that's why I'm going with no.
2: (laughs) I think that's a a great, great speech and a great number one and a great reason for it. And I I really agree with you. Uh, I think there is, there's so much going on in Revenge of the Sith that I think people, I don't think it's that... uh, I don't have any problem with Vader saying no. I get the like we transition from uh, that such a startling artsy shots of the the mask coming down and the the wine and the breath and the where is Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? Is a different tone for Vader. And then I think Lucas went for it. He he went that that's a Frankenstein moment. That is a this is you know a myth. This is a you know gothic horror and this is uh, awful and it's a big. As you said, over the top, no, but I've come to to really love it for what it is, and because he d- he does need to express the absolute horror of, I did all of this uh, to save her, and allegedly I killed her, uh, but she's dead, she, she is gone, uh, and I killed her, but I couldn't have, and the confusion and the anger, and seeing everything burst around him, and seeing Palpatine's little smile of knowing, like, yeah, I, I got him trapped forever, you know, he's got he's got so much to be angry about, including he's always going to hate himself. (laughs) So I got him. I got him in a vice. He's, you know, even if he ever, you know, questions anything, he's never going to forgive himself for this. He's always going to be trapped in, in hate and whatever you think of exactly the delivery of it, or or if the, the Frankenstein dial is turned too high. uh, I really respond to that emotional truth and then going to the Return of the Jedi, it's just that's just classic Lucas, right? That is, we sometimes talk about like he's a, a soft-spoken rebel in a flannel shirt, yeah. and yeah. like the like, oh, I know you guys all don't like it, uh, the no in Revenge of the Sith. I know a lot of you don't like it when I mess with the movies. They're my movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and one more time before I sell it, this is one of the last changes he made, mm-hmm. uh, and for him to say. I want that poetry. I want the no at the end of Revenge of the Sith, which is just utter pain, utter horror at the prison I find myself in. I want to give voice to what is clear on film. Absolutely agree with you. It it is clear that he is seeing uh, his son in utter pain, and he is turning and just seeing this vicious, snarling, evil old wizard, and he just makes a decision. And I think there's something powerful that Lucas says, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I want to literally give voice to that. And I want it to rhyme with the other no. And there's a power to it. it when I watch it, I, I think the first time I saw it, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then I rewatched it and it's like, I don't have any problem with the delivery. There's the just that calm, quiet no. And then the bigger scream. And for me, There's a power in... Vader is caught up in... He thinks he can't resist the power of the dark side. He can't break out of the cycle. It's like he's addicted to it. And There's this realization almost in the moment of... And this has been talked about a lot by Lucas and Filoni. It's not going to erase anything I did, but I can always make a different choice. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. I can just make a different choice. I've got two options in front of me. This snarling, hateful old wizard... Or my son, who just showed me mercy. And I can just make a choice. And for me, that first, that, that that especially that first one, that just, no. It's like he's got this epiphany that he can do it. And I feel like that no, that no, for me, is, is where Anakin returns. And it's not necessarily this huge battle. It's this just break of light in the darkness of like, I can make a different choice. I can just let myself out of my cage. Uh, and I really like all those ideas. I think they are there in Return of the Jedi without the no, but I feel like the no literally gives it a voice. And I will always see that as that's, that's literally the voice of Lucas that these are his movies. He signed them away. Mm. He's got conflicted feelings about that, <laughs> but just like Vader, he wants to have his voice, and uh, his voice is going to say no.
5: Yeah, yeah. End scene. <laughs> End scene. It did. It, it. It. Well said. Move me. Story of Vader. Uh, and again, I think it's moving me even more. Recently, yeah. I mean, I'm talking weeks and months. We're not talking like when I, when we launched, uh, when I started doing jet Alliance or you and I launched uh, force center with Jen, all that kind of stuff. Like this is like me just having a looking at things, seeing it again for the first time. The joke you always make about the great special edition trailers, but just, I I was really affected by that 2005 interview of Lucas just saying, "Um, I realized y'all didn't get it. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I was leading that charge for a while. Uh, not that I, you know, I got it. I got, I, I could talk about the big themes and it did it, 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 but like, no, nah, I, I, I had some issues with things, but I always say, you know, what, what, you know, what do you replace it with? What do you want to see? Like say with the, the Luke's death, like, okay, did you just want to see him get uh, hacked to pieces by Kylo or mm-hmm. on a sky and X-Wing? I, those are options. Or did you want to see him uh, put himself on crate and and, 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 die in this peaceful, purposeful, purposeful way? Uh, you know, we all have different opinions and options, but for me, that that's where I'm at with it. And 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 no is the answer.
2: No is the yes. <laughs> no is the yes. Yeah, it stays yeah. in uh, the Vader canon of saying no to uh, lots of things. No and uh, no and you, you got to go, Sheev. Uh But yeah, it, it's a very positive no. I can just choose for this to not happen, and so great, uh, so powerful, and uh, yeah, I will second uh, what you've said, and what we said uh, a couple times this episode. But I think is really important always for me to highlight. I really love these uh, big ideas, these emotional truths. I think you you can't not talk about them because uh, I- you don't want to interpret, uh, misinterpret. Uh, some of the messages of Star Wars Mm -hmm. but I also just love Star Wars because it offers you a range of things and I love the Vader hallway scene uh, because that is true to his character and that is something where Part of the reason we tell stories is it's safe, fascinating place to play around with the idea of evil and to say like, oh, it's so cool that he's so unstoppable. It's such a great power fantasy. Wow. If you had the power of Vader, would you handle it well or not? And he looks cool. And that blade is cool. And that breath of his is the most frightening thing ever. And I think it's great to enjoy it as entertainment. Enjoy it as adventure. Enjoy it as fantasy of the evil guy who can just tear apart a hallway through a good people. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also you know the emotional truth and I think it's important to celebrate all of it.
5: Celebrate the complete Vader if you're going to celebrate Vader at all and you have to because he is definitely part of Star Wars and part of what made it so popular worldwide and continues to do so. Joseph thank you so much for bringing your list and your insights and your thoughts on Darth Vader to this week's edition of Star Wars Rank. Thank
2: you. Absolutely thrilled as always.
5: Hey, folks, if you want to join the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter, go to Force Center Pod, use hashtag Star Wars Rank. share your favorite Vader line. You can like our Facebook page at Force Center Podcast. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Subscribe over there. You can buy merch, at slash user slash four Center. You can support us and get a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Try an audiobook. On us, get I don't know, Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. You want some Vader stuff? There's some great Vader stuff in there as well. And uh, finally, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash You can go to canapsack.com to get information and all the things I do, including a big live event, live Riley's Cantina. Mark Riley's uh, Star Wars show is going live, and I'll be a part of it. And a special appearance by the great Joseph Scrimshaw. Will he be doing uh, a, a no monologue? That's <laughs> uh, so tickets are available Uh, through TicketWeb and Sean Healy Presents, but you can go to KenNapsack.com in the events tab and link right to it. Show is October 10th, uh, 7 p.m. live stream event. And uh, for you, Sue, they can go, you, sir, they can go to JosephScrimshaw.com for all your stuff. Yes.
2: That's right. You can find me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw and my website, josephscrimshaw.com for other podcasts, comedy albums, all that kind of stuff. And if you like weird fantasy comedy shows, you can check out Tigtone on Adult Swim midnight uh, on Sundays.
5: Do it, my friends. Do it. All right. That's another line from another list. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked.